Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years, and each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basics Seminar as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com. The topic for tonight's call is making success a habit. Tonight, we are very excited to bring you this special training followed by a Q&A session. First, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very charismatic guest with us this evening, Mr. Cortland Warren. Cortland is an instructor of the PSI Basic Seminar for nearly 13 years now. He attended all of the PSI classes in 2001. He is very passionate about his work and loves assisting people in their own personal transformation. Cortland, are you with us? I am, Kat, and thank you very much for your diligence in putting uh, these monthly calls together. I appreciate uh, your commitment to the personal transformation of those who are willing and open uh, to continue to work on themselves. And thank you to each, uh, to each listener tonight for listening to that part of you that encouraged you to, uh, to tune in to tonight's information. Uh, I'll say up front that tonight for some of you may be a bit of disappointment and for others it may lead to a breath of fresh air uh, because in truth uh, with matters regarding the key or keys to successful living, uh, to have a life of significance that is worthy of being remembered, None of the research that I've been able to find has been consistent as far as a specific set of habits that are the clear-cut and inarguable reason for a successful outcome. This leads to the very unscientific conclusion that the habits vary, and for each person, it really is different. For every high net worth person, that wakes up before 5 a.m., there's another high net worth individual who sleeps until noon. For every artist who is most creative late at night, there is one who thrives early in the morning. The great news in all of this is that you have creative license to find what works for you. And the bad news in all of this is that you are left to discover what is best for you. Our time together tonight uh, during this workshop will serve as a, an aid for you to uncover the rituals and routines that will assist you in uncovering or breaking through your highest self. We will, uh, in tonight's call, we're gonna look at more closely the word success to ensure that we're working with the same definition. Uh, this is vitally important and may be one of the reasons why you're experiencing some frustration as it relates to unleashing the success that you know you're capable of experiencing. Uh, then we're gonna move into a closer look uh, scientifically at habit formation and what are the keys to instilling new habits and replacing old ones. Uh, we'll introduce to some and remind others of terms like the basal ganglia and prefrontal cortex. Uh, you'll walk away um, sounding a whole lot smarter and uh, I'll get to feel like I'm smart because uh, we, we covered it um, on the call. But uh, more importantly, we'll, we're gonna look at why it's possible for you to do something like drive a car while also having a very important conversation all at the same time. Uh, lastly, we will shift gears and we're going to do a deep dive into why, into what you must know if you're really going to move forward and manifest the dreams that are tugging at you, that won't let you sleep at night, and very likely those same dreams that compelled you to listen in um, to tonight's call. 
And so we're going to cover uh, primarily those three things um, tonight with an overarching understanding that as it relates to the habits of successful living, there is no blueprint that is specific to each and every person who experiences um, great success. And so let's just start, uh, let's just get started right there. What is success? Uh, in personal development, personal growth, transformation, it's a word that is thrown around um, a lot. Uh, it, it triggers different emotions within every single individual. Uh, some can recall times in their life when they were highly successful. Others are harder on themselves and truly don't acknowledge the, the success, the, the successes that they've achieved. Uh, and so uh, to, to really begin tonight's um, uh, seminar, let's, let's get a definition of success that we can all work with. And I believe it's one of the key takeaways uh, for tonight's information. And it is this, success, uh, the best definition that I've ever heard uh, comes from a gentleman by the name of Earl Nightingale. And his definition of success, and really catch this, his definition of success is the, pro the, the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. The progressive realization of a worthy ideal, which means that success is not the result. It's not the achievement. Success is the progression or the movement towards what it is that you truly desire. So to understand, or if we work with this definition of success, what it means is that if you are in motion, if you are moving towards something that is important and valuable to you, then you are a success. I, I have, I've often, uh, in, in sharing, whether in the basic seminar or in, in, in teaching with people, it is it often been a mainstay of of my uh, of my work and the work that I've learned through Sci seminars that the the most important thing is not the outcome or the goal itself but rather who you become in the process it's the journey it is it is the evolution that you must go through in order to become or evolve into the person worthy of the goal that you're pursuing that is the most important aspect of it. It is not the goal itself. If you've ever had the experience of you go after a goal, you reach it, you feel, you know, incomplete or unfulfilled, kind of like, oh, man, this is it. And so, okay, well, what's the next goal? When you get to that goal, and then there again, it's, oh, this is it. And, and oftentimes you're really being driven by determination versus inspiration. When you're when it's just grit and grind and determined to prove to someone or to show someone or man you'll never stop me don't tell me what I can't do uh, you you you'll you'll reach it off of sheer determination you'll get to that point that pinnacle whatever the pinnacle might be be it uh, a level of income or a, a particular degree or a level of education. But even in getting there, you'll find it unfulfilling. And it's because you were driven by determination versus being truly inspired to go after it. And so according to Nightingale's definition of success, the, 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 uh, the progression uh, of a worthy ideal, by that definition, then, if you're a person who's moving towards what it is that you truly desire, then you're one who is experiencing Success. Now, so what that means then is if you are moving towards it, be it fast or slow, then you are experiencing success. If you are stalled, if you're waiting, uh, if you're preparing to move, if you're still doing research about the move that you're going to make or the action that you're going to take, then by this definition, you are not a success. 
and the only thing that can make it worthy. So we said the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. The only thing that can make it worthy is that it's what you desire. The great frustrations about success are oftentimes due to it being defined by someone else's interpretation of what you must or ought to do. Oftentimes, the, the, the frustration that we experience in going after our dreams or goals and that which we desire to manifest is that there is confusion or, at minimum, a lack of clarity around if, whether or not, this pursuit is something that you truly want or if it is the pursuit of what someone else has advised that you should do. I uh, was guilty of that uh, before I moved into uh, the work of personal transformation and my work with PSI seminars because I had followed the line of thinking of go to college, make good grades, get a good job, and, uh, you know, get a good job with a good company, stay with that company until it's time to retire. That was the advice that was given to me ever so lovingly, um, and I followed that advice. And I found it very unfulfilling, very unrewarding. And it wasn't until I came clean with myself about what it was that I truly desired that I was willing to, to really passionately pursue what fit for me. And though there were times I was still working under someone else's definition around money, time, liberty, so forth and so on, based on someone else's definition, uh, and because I was using their definition, I wasn't experiencing the joy and fulfillment that came from the work that I was providing. Once I got a better understanding of what it truly meant to follow what was true for me, then I began to uh, experience more exhilaration. I began to experience more optimism. Uh, there was a greater sense of peace and understanding and clarity. And that was long before I had even rent, uh, come across this definition. And so uh, by our definition, then, it is to understand that the high net worth individual who is whose bank account is full, however, they feel unfulfilled and without purpose, that person is not a success. The, the school teacher or the corner store um, owner uh, who, is, who is daily doing that job because it's what they always dreamed of doing, they are actually experiencing success. And so with that understanding then, I would ask that you take a moment here in this call and just check in with yourself on are you truly a success? Are you following or are you in pursuit of a worthy ideal, one that is important to you, or have you, and, and not to make yourself right or wrong, the real question is effective or ineffective, have you or have you or are you following the dream or the success that is someone else's interpretation? So Point number, you know, so point number one is with this understanding or definition of success, then uh, how do we, we make following that pursuit, uh, how do we have that become habitual? And there are definitely clear-cut ways of doing that. Yeah. So, then the, so the question then becomes, can you then build the habit of success? Basically, can you build the habit of movement? Can you build the habit of consistently progressing towards a desire that you have? Can, can you do that? And the answer to that is unequivocally yes. Habit formation is the process by which a behavior through regular repetition becomes automatic or habitual. That is what habit formation is. Again, I'll go through that for those of you who are keeping notes. Habit formation is the process by which a behavior 
through regular repetition becomes automatic. Now, one of the great resources around uh, habit uh, formation, uh, what habits are, why we do what we do, uh, how, to, how to develop them, how to break them, uh, comes from uh, the best-selling book, The Power of Habit, by, by um, Charles Duhigg. But wh what I want you to do right now is just to think about something that it took you a really long time to learn, uh, whether that was how to spell your name, uh, how to drive a car. At first, parallel parking was difficult, and you had to devote a lot of mental energy to it. But after you grew comfortable with parallel parking, it became much easier, almost visual. Uh, you didn't have to necessarily think about how to do it. Uh, parallel parking, exercising, brushing your teeth, spelling your name, uh, every other habit-forming activity, they all follow the same behavioral and neurological patterns. And here is what became really fascinating for me as I was during the research uh, for this call. The, uh, according to uh, Charles Duhigg in his book, The Power of Habit, the science behind why we do what we do and how even companies are now working to use our habit formations to sell and market products to us, it turns out that every habit, every single habit, starts with a psychological pattern called a habit loop. And it is a three-part process. First, there's the cue or uh, the trigger that tells your brain to go into automatic mode and let the behavior play itself out. Then there's the routine, which is the behavior itself. That's what we think about when we think about habits. When we're thinking about habits, we're only usually thinking about the routine or the action, but oftentimes not considering what triggers us to move into that action, okay? And then the third step is the reward, something that your brain likes that helps it remember the habit loop uh, in the future. So what happens is there's, uh, there's something triggers it, then you move into the routine or the action that you take, and then there is a reward. So, for example, it may be, uh, you know, your favorite television show goes off. So the show goes off, I go to the fridge, I get a snack. The snack is the reward. My show going off is the trigger. The action is me going to the fridge and getting uh, the, the action that I take of going to the fridge to get the snack in the first place. Oftentimes when we're thinking about our habits, you know, we're only thinking about the action without understanding that there's a trigger to it and that there's also a reward. So neural, neuroscience uh, has really traced our habit-making behaviors to a part of the brain called the basal ganglia, which also plays a key role in the development of emotions, memories, and pattern recognition. And I'm not, I told you we would kind of get a little scientific here, but we'll we'll make our way out of it here in just a second. All right. So decisions, you know, not not our habitual patterns. All right. There's a distinction. Decisions are made in a different part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex. But as soon as a behavior becomes automatic, then the decision-making part of your brain goes into sleep mode of sorts because it's on automatic. We don't have to think about it anymore. There again, think about when you first learned how to drive a car. I mean, like, go way back. You know, remember when you used to signal before you changed lanes, right? When you, when you were uh, consciously aware of what it took to drive, and then, you know, if driving is not new for you, fast forward to today, and it's likely that you've had – um, a moment of pulling into your driveway, and it's like, how did I get here? Like, who was doing the driving? At first, okay, when that, when that, the, the, when all the decisions that you were making when it came to driving, 
uh, those were being done through uh, the prefrontal cortex until until it became a habit pattern. And as a result of that, your your brain doesn't have to think anymore. You don't have to be consciously aware of it. It goes into automatic mode. And so, in fact, the brain starts to work less and less the more we get into our routines and patterns. Uh, the brain can almost completely shut down, according to Duhigg. And this is a real advantage because it means that you have all of this mental activity that you can devote to something else, even while, you know, let's say you're driving. So that, that therefore, it becomes easy for you uh, while driving or parallel parking or whatever it is, let's say, to completely focus on something else, like the radio or conversation that you're having. You can do these complex behaviors without being mentally aware of it all. And that's because of the capacity of your basal ganglia to take a behavior and turn it into an automatic routine. So studies have shown that people will perform automatic, automatic behaviors like pulling out of a driveway or spelling their name the same way every single time if they're in the same environment. But if you take them out of that, uh, if you take them on vacation, so take them out of the environment that they're used to, and it's likely that the behavior will change. So uh, that's one of the reasons why taking a vacation is so relaxing. In fact, I, I, I literally just uh, this morning returned from a, a vacation uh, in Jamaica. And um, I can definitely attest to this. One, and one of the reasons why vacationing is so relaxing is because it helps to break certain habits. So once the environment changes, that is, uh, once your environment changes, it is an incredible opportunity for you to begin to do something new. So even though I was on uh, vacation, I spent some of the time looking at areas of my life where I wanted to change or improve because I know that uh, one of the best ways to form a new habit is when you are out of what is your normal um, environment, okay? So uh, it's, it's a great reason why, uh, you know, it is very, it's much easier to change a habit on vacation, all right? So let's say if a person wants to quit smoking, you should stop smoking while you're on vacation because all of your old cues and all of your old rewards aren't there anymore. And so you have the ability to form a new pattern and hopefully be able to carry it out uh, over, you know, into your life. And so uh, it is very important to understand that habits, you, you cannot eradicate a habit. You have to replace it. All right, and that, and that that is also a very important um, distinction tonight. You do not eradicate a habit; you must replace it with something else. So there again, you, the trick because the triggers will still be there, and unless you have a new action or uh, a new routine to put in place once that trigger happens, then you will just default to what your brain has become accustomed to. So in order for you to really begin uh, to, to do things differently, it's important that you have a system or uh, an, a new action that you are ready to take once you get triggered. And so it may be, if we go back to the, the simple analogy of my favorite show goes off, I go to the fridge, I have a snack, the snack is my reward. Well, okay, now it, it doesn't mean that I have to stop watching my favorite show. It just means that once my favorite show goes off, my next immediate action is, and you fill in the blank. So instead of going to the fridge, I, I form the habit of I go directly to my bedroom or that my favorite show goes off and my next action is to call a friend or my favorite show goes off. My next action is what was, is to to write about the, the funniest part or the most uh, intellectually stimulating part 
of, of that episode. So again, you're just looking to put in a new routine or pattern immediately after uh, the trigger comes about. Uh, so, but the, there again, the, the, the great news though is that the routine or the habits that you desire to form, and we're going to get to those here in just a moment, that will lead to you having greater success aren't predetermined. They aren't pre, uh, predestined. There is no uh, one particular inarguable way to do it. However, you must be willing to do the work of identifying what's the way that is going to work, uh, that works best for you. And so you have, so it is for you to understand then that you have the ability to form a new pattern and be able to carry this new uh, action or routine uh, into your life, okay? So now let's shift gears a bit and get into what it is that you must know if you're truly going to break through and have your highest self uh, be revealed. And now, and, and, and it's this, you'll know that it's your passion and purpose when you jump out of bed in the morning, you're excited and ready to conquer the day, when you simply can't wait to get going and witness the unfolding of your wildest dreams. When your feet are light as feathers as you move through your day, then you know that you're on track. Let me stop there and say all of what I just said is crap, okay? It is, it, 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 it is just not true, all right? It's very romantic, this idea of, you know, my feet being light as feathers. I can't wait to get out of bed in the morning. I know I'm on purpose because, you know, the day seems to never end. I'm so inspired by what I'm doing. No, no, no. That is a farce, and it's simply not true and not real life. Very, very uh, romantic. However, it's not what actually happens. Right? So give me a break. Right? The truth is that what really or what actually happens is that most days, you simply don't feel like it. Many mornings, the comfort of bed will feel much better than the labor of purpose. The, the winners, however, are those who consistently fight and or push through the resistance. It's not that the dream is realized every single day. It's the micro wins. Okay, remember that term, the micro wins. It's the micro wins that keep momentum going. It's the tiny, little, itsy bitsy, small things like uh, you know, just simply reading the chapter in the book that you said you would. It's you going into your office uh, to write for an hour because you said you would. Right? It's it's that. It's you doing that rather than mowing the lawn or, uh, you know, me practicing on my putting green. Over time, which is the kryptonite for an otherwise supermen and superwomen, micro wins lead to fulfilled purpose and realized potential. What is often sold in personal development and transformation is you'll know that you're on purpose because you're always excited to do it. You can't wait to jump out of bed in the morning. And it leads to a lot of frustration and confusion because there are men and women, like many of you on this call, who every day you wake up, you don't feel that. There are many mornings when you wake up when you actually want to stay in bed. And so there, 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 it leads to these questions of, well, am I really on track? Is this really my purpose? Because today, I don't feel like it. And in truth, you having a highly successful life has very little to do with what you feel like doing and everything to do with what you committed to doing. And so here's the truth that you must know. Uh, we live in a world that is governed by laws. And I'm not talking about the man-made laws that apply to some and not to others. 
I'm talking about universal laws that govern our existence on the planet. And one of those laws is that in order for there to be flight, in order for there to be flight, in order for you to soar, then there must be resistance. In order for you to soar to new heights, in order for you to experience lift, it is an absolute requirement by the law that there be some resistance. And that resistance that you must push through, battle through, fight through, is it is a new battle that is fought every single day. And it is for you to understand then anything that rejects immediate gratification in favor of long-term growth and expansion will lead to or bring about resistance. Any act that derives from our higher nature rather than our lower nature will lead to resistance. And also understand this, the more important a call or action is to our soul's evolution, the more resistance we will feel in pursuing it. So know that that part of you that is continually battling, right, that is, that is continually fighting through it, that every, understand this, the battle must be fought anew every single day. You must push through it. You must fight through it. And the winners are those who will come face-to-face -face with the daily resistance and continue to do what they said they would do. These are, these, it's Stephen King who said that he writes every single day. Oftentimes, at the end of his writing, he will ball it up and throw, he throws what he's written away, but he walks away knowing that today he won the battle against resistance. He won the battle against procrastination, uh, I'll do it later, the, the naysayers, the fatigue, the boredom, uh, all of those are, uh, they resemble, or uh, those are the different forms that that resistance will come through. And each day, it is a simple test of will. Will you call forth from within yourself what is necessary in order for you to move through whatever, uh, whatever presents itself as a more comfortable and convenient thing? Now, uh, some of you, I know, were maybe tuned into the call because you wanted to know specifically what is it that highly successful people do uh, on a daily basis. And again, uh, in the research that I was able, that I uh, have made myself aware of, there is no one uh, fail-proof, tried-and-true system. Um, I will say, though, that in, in the research, I did identify that, and, and, before we, and, and then we're going to move into questions, uh, there, there are some things that are common, okay? There are some things that are common. And it may require you moving through your resistance uh, in order to form these new habits uh, in your life. One of the very common routines or uh, rituals is a practice of meditation, uh, daily visualization of a desired outcome, which also leads to, uh, and maybe a preamble to it, is that highly successful people are clear about uh, the end result that they desire to attain. There, uh, there seems to be a lack uh, or very minimal confusion or clarity around what it is that they truly want. Secondly, they have a way of altering their reality. They don't abide by uh, everyone else's rules. And so, in fact, the next time someone tells you that something that your goal or dream is unrealistic, then just simply ask them the question, uh, unrealistic based on whose definition of reality, okay? Because highly successful people have created a way of viewing the world where they understand that their, uh, their, their current reality uh, does not dictate what their imagination allows them to um, experience or express. And also there is the habit of paying themselves first. I was also able to identify that as a very common theme for highly successful people. They recognize that their number one asset is them. And so uh, every 
uh, from everything that they rec- they recognize that everything that they earn, a part of everything that they earn belongs to them. And I usually see uh, something in the neighborhood of 10% that they pay themselves first before they do anything else. Um, also, there is a constant, uh, there is a commitment to personal growth and development, be that through the books that they read, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 50 to 60 books a year. Uh, they are they are passionate about their personal growth and development, uh, and so uh, whether they had different, you know, it varies around uh, different, you know, degrees, uh, educational uh, background, so forth. But all of them showed or displayed a commitment to a uh, continued self-learning, whether that be through books, through audio, uh, and my favorite is through the experiential learning. Uh, through personal development and, and transformation um, courses. And so uh, in an effort, um, Kat, to answer some of uh, what people may have been tuning into the call for, I'd like to uh, reiterate that there is no one uh, system that uh, works for all, uh, but there are those common, uh, those common uh, rituals and routines that were, uh, that were present in uh, the information um, that I was able to find a practice of meditation or some level of closed eye visualization, seeing the perfect positive end result. Uh, also, a, uh, a way of shifting or altering reality based on the use of their imagination. Uh, they pay themselves um, first uh, off the top before anything else. There is the habit of saving and investing in themselves. And then there's also the, uh, the very deliberate habit of continual personal development, uh, and, and personal growth. And they do that, uh, I found, in a different, uh, different forms. And so um, hopefully um, this, uh, this information answers uh, some of the questions that people have had. But I know, Kat, that you have some questions that people have, uh, are asking uh, as a result of the call and in preparation of, uh, for the call. And so I'd like to turn it over to you now. Uh, and, and we can answer whatever uh, questions we have. We still have time for. Excellent. Uh, yes, we have a number of questions. And before I go into those, for those of you who are on the call who have not yet been to our courses, if you want more tools to support you in overcoming the resistance that gets in your way, if there are results that you really want to create in your life, at the PSI Basic Seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. And the basic, it's an experience where you won't just be sitting in a classroom taking notes. Far from it, you'll be immersed in powerful exercises where you get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get there. So if there's anything you want more, better, or different for yourself in your life, then go to psibasicseminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's PSIBasicSeminar.com. Now for questions, Cortland. First off, from SJ, how do I change my life with a thought when other people play a part in my success? The uh, great question, uh, and there is there is no doubt that um, one of the, you know, a key to uh, a, a life of uh, significance is relationships. Uh, some have suggested that the quality of our lives is in the quality of relationships. And so, um, you know, so I understand that, you know, other people play a part in it. However, uh, I would contend that no one else gets to decide, okay? Uh, you you, meant, in, you mentioned in the question, uh, you related specifically to your thinking or to your thought. Uh, and so understand that no one uh, has the power to control your thinking. And so what I've found is that when we continually are working on ourselves, we're progressing, uh, we're moving in the direction of what we truly desire, yes, we will change. And that will lead to change for other people. Now, sometimes that may mean that the the that your evolution will have you will have some people kind of uh, fade away from your life, making room for other people. 
Uh, and, and sometimes it will mean that, uh, you know, it's kind of a rising tide and lifts all boats. Your, your change and transformation will inspire change in other people. And so um, I would encourage that you not give too much credence and weight to what someone else is doing, um, but recognize that your power is in the ability to hold a vision of what you truly desire and and trust that your continued progression will either have them fade away or grow to the uh, person or persons necessary to help you uh, create success that is sustainable. Um, and so taking your uh, taking your focus off of them and what they are doing and um, taking 100% responsibility for you and your thinking uh, is the best solution for that. Kat? Next from AS, how do you shift your mindset to be successful when you've been struggling for years? Mm. That's another great, uh, wow, great question. That's a really great questions tonight. Uh, shifting your mindset when you've been struggling for years, here's what I'm going to encourage you to really look at. Um, and I'm going to focus in on the, the, part of, the part of the statement where struggling for years. Um, are you truly looking to achieve a goal or dream that is what is of value to you? Or are you looking to achieve or accomplish something that someone else has said ought to be important to you? The struggle uh, could be just the natural resistance, okay? And so there's this romantic notion that when you're going after what you truly desire, then it will be effortless and that there will be ease at all times. And that's just unrealistic because uh, we're working, uh, as, as we mentioned earlier, the force of resistance, okay? Uh, so it could be, it could be that. However, my my sense is that uh, you are you're searching for success that has been defined by someone other than you, which means that you have to subordinate what is important to you for the will or for what is important to someone else. And anytime you find yourself doing that, it will lead to resentment, uh, frustration. Uh, and perpetual struggle. And so start by asking, is this goal, dream, or desire something that is important to me, or have I bought into someone else's interpretation of what success ought to be? Yeah. Next from DD, how can I quiet the voice of doubt in my head? The, the voice of doubt, uh, I would encourage you to not attempt to quiet it, okay? And I know that sounds a, a bit counterintuitive. Uh, the voice of doubt is uh, a form of the resistance that we were speaking of just earlier. And that resistance is there every time you're working on something that is important to your evolution. So the fact that the doubt is present is evidence to you that on the other side of you accomplishing the goal or dream, uh, you will have evolved into or you will have become a, uh, a stronger, better, uh, more enlightened version of yourself. And so uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, determine then that we won't look to remove the the doubt. We won't look to get rid of the doubt or the resistance, but know that it is necessary in order for you to experience lift, in order for you to soar to new heights, some level of resistance is necessary, and doubt is a form of that. So rather than look to remove it, let's be grateful that it's there because it's evidence that who you're becoming uh, is a is a grander version of of yourself. Okay. So this is along the same lines that this question has been asked in many variations here. This came up a number of times from MS. Mm -hmm. How do I overcome procrastination? 
the you know let's uh, we'll break it down into um uh i believe the author's name is pressfield who um i've read uh a lot uh, in uh the war of art uh do the work is another uh by this author and when it comes to uh overcoming procrastination which is another form of uh the resistance that is necessary in order for us to soar it is he just breaks it down very simply into pros versus amateurs. And the pro, the professional, is the person who bears down and simply does the work while the amateur continually uh, succumbs to it. You want to make it, you want to make being a professional the habit. Okay, you uh, that would be the ideal. You being a professional becomes uh, the habit that you are you determine that you're going to that you're going to do it. There there isn't a secret sauce or formula or combination to unlock uh, procrastination other than a uh, how bad you truly want the goal or dream okay and so basically a test if i if i could real quick okay uh, is just you know uh resistance tests resistance will test us and test number one is how bad do you want it okay this is the this is resistance's first question how bad do you want it and is number one, I'm just dabbling. Number two, I'm interested. Number three, I'm intrigued but uncertain. And number four, totally committed. If you answered anything other than number four, then that's not the goal or dream for you at this time. Later it may change, right now it's not. I'm dabbling, I'm just interested, I'm intrigued but uncertain or I'm totally committed. Anything other than answering number four, resistance will win out. Or you'll do it when it's comfortable and convenient, uh, and on days when it's not, then it becomes something that you'll get around to. So really it's about determining that you're gonna be that you're gonna be a professional, that you're gonna be a pro versus an amateur. Uh, I know that was a, a long um a long answer there, Kat, however as you said, this one uh, seems to be one that's really uh, grappling with people, so I want to spend a little time on that. Okay. But, uh, next question. <clears throat> yeah, we had uh, quite a few variations on that same question. Uh, next up from CG, what are some principles I can use when choosing the right goals for me? Sometimes I set overreaching goals or goals that are out of alignment with what's going on in my life. Mm, great. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, just acknowledge that level of uh, that level of insight, and uh, you know that likely comes from a participant who has you know done um, our classes, uh, not just the basic seminar, but our advanced courses as well. And so, um, you know, to recognize that you're choosing goals that are not in alignment with what you truly want. Uh, once you see that then uh the 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 sooner you can evaluate and recognize that uh and then as a result of that realization stop that pursuit uh can will can and will save you uh significant time um and and energy uh the a way to get to the place of pursuing goals that are important to you is, is simply to just ask yourself what's important to you uh, if you you know and and you can do it this way here's a here's a because uh, we love you know tools and techniques here's a technique to use uh, and as you are making a decision or pursuing a goal start by asking yourself this if I loved myself unconditionally what would I do just start there if I loved myself unconditionally, what would I do? 
if that propels you to continue moving forward, you're in the right spot. And if the answer comes back that you would go in a different direction, listen to that and allow there to be an unfoldment or an emergence. I think uh, what, what happens a lot of times is there is this idea that success is one thing or what's that one thing, that one key that's going to unlock all the doors. And that's not what really happens. Success is an emergence. Success is a culmination of things. It is a becoming. It is something that arises or that evolves or is revealed, okay? And so if you can, if by answering, if uh, when answering or asking yourself the question of what would I do if I loved myself? What would I do here if I loved myself unconditionally and allow that uh, to be your guide? And um, let's see what uh, what new outcomes you experience as a result of that. Okay. Next from SS. I just recently moved up in my career to a position I've worked hard for, but I can feel how drastically my passion for work has decreased since. How can I stay motivated at work since the new job no longer inspires me? Hmm. The this you know I wonder if that uh, if that question. Uh, comes from you know something that I mentioned earlier around pursuing from a place of determination, uh, grit, grind. Uh, you know, nothing's going to stop me until I get to the top. You know, that level of determination versus pursuing from a place of inspiration. Uh, you'll often find that you can get there at least by title or position, uh, through determination. However, you won't experience the fulfillment unless it was an inspired pursuit. And so what you can, from the place that you are now, what from the place that you are now, all is not lost, okay? From the place that you are now, ask yourself simply, uh, how does this position able you to realize a higher purpose? Because if you're feeling that right now, it's because there's something more for you to experience, for you to be, or for you to become. And so uh, amazing things begin to happen when we ask ourselves uh, the right questions. And so the question of how is your higher or higher, higher purpose how can your higher purpose be revealed uh, from the position you're in right now uh, and have the next moves and steps that you take be from a place of you truly being inspired versus just determined to do it. Okay. Next from LM. What are some strategies for pursuing bucket list items when simultaneously in a job needed to pay the bills? Mm. The well, you know, it's I, I get that, and 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 hear me. I'm not uh, I'm not um, ignorant of the question. Not being um, dismissive of of the, you know, I felt I felt and have lived that uh, the frustration that you're speaking of. You know, the desire to want to live out loud and pursue the wildest of dreams. And yet, you know, there is the responsibility that uh, I had and had created for myself. You know, uh, I, I believe in taking risks. Uh, I don't promote being reckless. And so with, with that distinction in mind, uh, I would say start with one and make yourself a priority uh, as much as you've made your work a priority. See, right now, under the guise of, well, I have these responsibilities and I have this work to do, and so because I have this work to do, I'm not able to pursue what my bucket list dreams are, uh, that's, that's not true. Okay, and I don't even have to know what the dream is to know that that is rational thought 
and rational thought is a form of resistance, okay? Rational thought is, uh, 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 is a way that uh, we use to justify uh, remaining safe. And so uh, move through that resistance, okay, by taking an action towards one of your bucket list items um, immediately. Like as soon as this call is done or even uh, even now as you're listening to this answer, what is an action that you can take tonight that moves you closer to the realization of that dream? When you start to do that, you're going to be successful. Right? The, 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 the angst that you feel is because, yes, you're busy and you have something to do. However, you're not experiencing success because success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, one that is one that is uh, that matters to you and is worthy of you. Okay, and so uh, without using rational thought, don't allow your rational thinking to keep you from uh, taking a step or steps into what you truly want uh, to experience. Okay. Next from JJ, what do you recommend as the most direct process for drilling in on what are truly your core values? Mm, the uh, wow. the most direct uh, process, okay, that that I've experienced is to go within. You know, we 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 cover this uh, a lot in our in the basic seminar and all of our courses through um, side seminars, it is the understand. It is an educo, uh, or the the Latin word educo, which leads to our form of our understanding of education. But educo means to draw out or to develop from within you. And so we work from a premise that the best answers are within. And so we must, there must, however, be an alignment between the conscious, subconscious, and superconscious level of mind in order for there to be the emergence of, the emergence of the answers that you're seeking. And so a, uh, uh, to drill, and I, and I, I can tell by how you ask the question, the drill down process, uh, that, that way of thinking is looking for a, a formulated, guided uh, system of discovery and uncovering. And understand that that is not how uh, the universe uh, works. There is a degree of unpredictability. There is a degree, you know, there is uh, what's called the black swan. There are some elements that you don't get to determine. Right. So we don't get to and we don't promote the idea that you get to pick your circumstances. What we are saying through uh, the work at Site Seminars is that no matter the circumstance, you do get to choose how you feel and what your attitude toward the circumstance is. And so any I, any notion towards being able to control how things will turn out. Uh, it re really doesn't align with the philosophy because we don't get to say what the circumstances will be. We do, we, we do say, however, that we get to control what our thinking is around or related to those circumstances, events, or, or experiences. And so uh, I would encourage you to be willing to give up the need to control and have it be predictable and allow there to be the unfoldment of something that is much bigger, greater, and grander even than what you right now uh, expect it to be. Next question. Uh, we're actually starting to get near the end of the call here, and we do have a number of people on tonight who have not yet done our classes. So I was hoping you could take mm -hmm. a couple minutes to share uh, what the basic course is and what makes our classes different from what else people will find out there for personal development. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Uh, 
First of all, if you're on you're on this call tonight, it's because there's a part of you that's seeking or searching for more. Okay, you you whether you came on the call because someone invited you to be on the call, or you found it through your own uh, search and research, um, you attracted this call and this information uh, because something in you is compelling you forward. And my first uh, uh, recommendation or suggestion to you is that you listen to that uh, to that calling, uh, whatever it is. Uh, a lot of times in personal development, you'll find that uh, the the personal development, the course, the the company, what have you, is personality driven, and so it's all about an individual. It's about a person, and so you'll know uh, that you're in that environment because people will say, "Well, I went to go see so and so, or I heard so and so speak, or about I bought so and so's book," and it's always leading in with that individual, the personality, versus the work being personally driven. So there's a difference between it being personality driven and personally driven. The work that we do in PSI seminars is personally driven. And we believe that in order for there to be true transformation, then the individual must be doing um, must be doing the work versus me or someone in my role saying, Here's what you need to or ought to or should um, do. And so uh, that's number one. Uh, it's not personality driven. It's personally driven. The basic seminar is the first step in that. And there's a gradient to all of the work that we do. Uh, it's regardless of how much work you've done or not done. It all starts in the basic seminar. It is the, it is, uh, the, the seminal uh, piece of work around first becoming aware of what are the ways of thinking that are in the way of you having more of what you really desire? Uh, to think is to create. Uh, we become what we think about. And most people aren't aware of their predominant ways of thinking. The basic seminar is three days that you'll spend uncovering the ways of thinking that are getting in the way of you having more of what you want. And once you become aware of that, then the real fun, exciting work begins for you then to begin to bust through the ways of thinking that are not effective for you. But it starts uh, there in, uh, it starts in the basic seminar. And so my encouragement to you is that you, you listen to the person who invited you to be part of this call or listen to that part of you that attracted you to this call uh, that compels you to um, uh, continue to work uh, on yourself, especially during uh, during this time of vast change uh, in our world. Uh, and, you know, as far as, you know, some takeaways and key takeaways from uh, tonight's call, understand that it's up to you to determine uh, a, a system or a routine that works for you uncovering your highest self. Uh, there is no one way of doing it. The great thing about that is you get creative license, uh, and the, the you know negative on that is it is up to you. And in truth, that's what makes it fair. Uh, also, understand that when it comes to success, success is not about the destination, uh, and not to be cliche, but it truly is the person that you're becoming in the process. That's the most important thing. It is the progressive realization of a, of a worthy um, ideal. And then finally, it is for you to know, understand, and embrace that uh, we are creatures of habit, but our brains are malleable. And therefore, we have the ability to think uh, irrespective, of what our, irrespective of what our current reality is, we have the ability to think uh, irrespective of that. And as a result of that, we can create a new reality regardless of where we find ourselves currently. And so um, I am uh, grateful that you were uh, willing to be on the call tonight. And my hope is that you have uh, received value as a result of And If you got value from it, please, uh, I encourage you to share it uh, with someone and if you've not attended the basic seminar, do so uh, in a city near you and bring a friend.
we're just in the business of looking to uh, accomplish world peace one mind at a time. And what we know to be true is that we'll experience world peace when more individuals are experiencing internal peace. And so with that, um, Kat, I want to say thanks to you again and uh, turn the call uh, back over to you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Cortland, for your fabulous teaching tonight. I got a lot out of that, and I know our listeners did too. And thank you to everyone listening in. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, August 8th. You can register now at PSILive.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSILive.com. If you're getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes and definitely share it with anyone you think would benefit. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.